brave, outspoken, conservative. We are Ladies Raised Right. We're your co-hosts. I'm Olivia. And I'm Anouk. And we're dismantling the left's agenda one lie at a time. You can find us on all socials at Ladies Raised Right or on Twitter at LadiesRR. You can also find more information as well as our merch at ladiesraiseright.com. We're going to kick this episode off. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than we normally do just because we felt like we couldn't get all the information we really wanted to in the first episode about COVID. Exactly. And some of this stuff is a little heavier. So we want to make sure that you have links for support and that we provide you with adequate answers. And while we joke about how much we don't support the administration that is pushing vaccinations and all these mandates, we do want to support the people that are listening and try to help our fellow Americans. America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) So kicking off this week's episode, we're going to continue on our COVID rampage because (laughs) one episode just wasn't enough to cover all these topics. Right. And so if you missed out last week in the first episode, we covered more of the science behind COVID. Um, And in this episode, we're going to talk more about the social and political impact and the mental health impact that COVID has had on our generation and everyone, like all the generations under us. So the younger generation was really impacted socially for a lot of different reasons. Um, Yeah, you can't just shut down schools and expect kids to learn and develop (laughs) alone. A lot of kids in elementary school it's like psychologically proven that they need to interact with other children to gain these social skills. And if they're just at home all the time and they're not interacting with other kids, then how are they going to get these? Exactly. And then this is also putting kids years behind the curveball so that they can't continue their education. They're going to have a lot of difficulty as it comes for the next step, whether it's an elementary kid going to middle school, middle school, going to high school, high school, trying to go to college, college kids (laughs) trying to graduate and become real adults. Like there's going to be a huge gap in just general kids and employment and being able to get people into the like workforce and moving forward and then you're probably going to see the same impact 30 years from now where there's going to be a four or five year gap where there was nobody coming out of schools nobody ready because we just were all shut down for covid yeah for something that they don't even really need to shut down elementary schools for when they have the flu every year colds and kids always survive that Exactly, and it's been proven that kids are not impacted by COVID like adults are, and it's really not that detrimental to their health. No, and now they're having to wear masks, which is ridiculous. Because if I, I mean, I have a hard time wearing a mask when I'm an adult. If I were in elementary school having to wear a mask all day, there's no way I could focus on what was what was being taught. Exactly, I'd be fed up with that the whole time. Yeah. And then given to that, different kids are going to have different learning styles. So if they're all locked up, whether it's online learning or whatever it might be, like most kids are really benefiting from the teacher being there following up with them, making sure they're paying attention. A lot of kids are not getting the same attention that they need to from home. Like if they're on their computer and they have no parental supervision or parents that are involved with other stuff or not really giving them the attention they need, these kids are just going to fall behind. Or kids in uh, low-income areas such as Detroit or New York City whose parents work full-time, they're still considered essential workers, so they're not there. And the kids... Like, they're low income, so they probably don't have food. School is their only reprieve to get, like, lunches and human interaction and affection from the teachers. So, and they might not even have adequate internet access or access to laptop. Right. So, it's just really negatively impacting the younger generation. Obviously, I felt bad for all the college student-athletes who missed out on their final senior year of playing a sport. That would really suck, and 
Or just general kids missing out on their college experience. Nah. (laughs) I do care about the other kids. I am the other kids. (laughs) But, yeah. So, COVID also had a big impact on mental health. Um, There was a lot of increased rates in suicide. Anxiety, depression, suicide ideation, and substance abuse. So... Suicide spiked in 2020, where there were 132 deaths each day in the States and 1.4 million Americans attempted suicide. This is all because of the isolation, the job loss, and depression that resulted from the government shutdown of during the pandemic. Further, one in 10 people reported having depression or anxiety before the pandemic, and then when the pandemic began, this number shot up to 4 in 10 people who reported symptoms of depression and anxiety. And then also these people that are seeing increased symptoms, they can't really see healthcare people that they need to be able to see. Um, most people, if you want to see like a psychologist, psychiatrist, things like that, they have long wait lists because everybody's feeling this and everybody's trying to get help. So not only are you unable to get help, you're on a wait list and you're like, well, I'm not doing great and I don't have anybody <laughs> to help me. Right. And then it's even worse because most of most people who have healthcare their healthcare providers that are in their network are even more backed up. So it's like, if you want help, you have to pay an exorbitant amount to get help. And that just keeps putting you more and more backwards, which would probably give you more and more anxiety. And how are the people who have lost their jobs supposed to even get this help that they need? Right, exactly. So then additionally to that, um, a lot of this is impacted with mental health because people need human interaction and connection. Um, Touch is extremely important for human beings as well. According to the Kansas Healthcare Association, touch can help with a lot of different things, including decreasing violence, greater trust between individuals, economic gain, decreased disease, and stronger immune systems, which is kind of obvious, right? Like, if you're touching people, you're going to strengthen your immune system because you're exposed to more germs. Yeah. Um, You're stronger team dynamics. If you connect with people personally, like, they're here, they're present, you can read the room better, you can see what's going on, you can kind of understand if there's a joke being made or if someone's just, like, being straight up asshole. (laughs) Um, but you can definitely read that those signals better if you're in person. Um, there's more non-sexual intimacy. There's greater learning engagement and overall well-being. Yeah, there's like been a lot of studies proven where if you just hug someone for 10 seconds, your dopamine levels immediately go up and you feel better. So by forcing people not to be able to shake hands, one, that's the language of business. When you meet someone, you got to shake their hands. Like, what is this elbow bump thing? <laughs> that is ridiculous. You can tell a lot by people when you shake their hand. Like, if they have a firm handshake or a weak handshake. And if you're taking that away, then it's just you don't know what type of person you're really meeting or who you're getting. Exactly. It definitely takes away that extra element of being able to kind of get that basic interaction with somebody and kind of be able to judge where yeah. you're going with the conversation and <laughs> who they are. So earlier we mentioned how substance abuse went up. According to the CDC, in 2020, there were 81,000 drug overdoses, and this is the highest recorded deaths in a 12-month period of time for drug overdoses, which is ridiculous. That's an insane amount of people um, who need help, who can't get it, who feel hopeless, and they're using the substance as their coping mechanism. Right, and that just continues to add going back to mental health, right? If you yeah. can't get the help that you need, well, then you might kind of turn to last resort and go back to maybe previous drug addictions that you had, people who were probably like an AA recovery like that, all their in-person meetings turn to online meetings, 
they probably weren't really receiving the help they needed. They maybe had help, but then that kind of that support system wasn't really there for them anymore. Yeah, I think being online or in person is incredibly different. I prefer in-person meetings, especially for something as serious as an alcohol or substance abuse addiction. Right, and then people who suffer from drug addictions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID. <laughs> if you want to look at, hopefully we're not ruining any spoilers right now, but Frank Gallagher from Shameless, he got COVID and he died. That man was indestructible. But because he had such a substance abuse and once he contracted COVID, he died. Yep. So it's just, and more negative impacts have resulted from these shutdowns. Another example is the domestic violence. Uh, victims of abusers had a lot of chances before the pandemic to go out and be away from their abuser. Like they could leave the house, they could go to work or go to school or wherever, but now they're locked in a house with an abuser. Everything is t- like, there's so much tension. And in addition to the mental health crisis that we faced during the pandemic, this also affected abusers who were even more depressed, more anxious, more upset, and they took it out on their victims. So there was a huge spike in domestic violence cases this past year. So to sum it up, the lockdowns have hurt more people rather than helped. As we've discussed, the younger generation isn't getting the interaction in schools that they need. Mental health has spiked with suicide, depression, anxiety, and suicide ideation. There have been more substance abuse deaths than there have been ever recorded, and domestic violence has shot up. We've talked a lot about a lot of the problems that can happen because of COVID and some of the mental issues and social issues, but know that you're not alone and there's a lot of places that you can look for help. Um, We're going to link it on our pages just so you guys can find that help that you might need just to make sure you guys are feeling like you're supported. So for something that has a 99.7 survival rate for low-risk groups, it seems a little ridiculous to be shutting down the country. Yeah, the shutdowns have definitely done more harm than good. So hopefully we can get this country back up. Um, But for now, that's it for this episode. Join us next week as we dive into indoctrination. Ladies raised right. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next week to dismantle the left's agenda one lie at a time. This has been Ladies Raised Right, and we hope we started your week off right.